0: listening to an episode of For a Time Like This, podcast series produced by St. Benedict's Table on behalf of and for the sake of the wider church. As together we face the unfolding realities of the COVID-19 global pandemic, I'm your host, Jamie Howison. In his highly regarded book, The Rise of Christianity, the sociologist Rodney Stark explores the literature on epidemics in the time of the Roman Empire and concluded that while those of privilege and power would typically flee the cities, our ancient Christian forebears dared to remain behind to care for the sick and suffering, both Christian and adherents of the old imperial religion. In Stark's view, This spirit of compassion and servanthood is part of what accounts for the tremendous rise of the Christian faith in its first four centuries of life, all but completely displacing the religion of the empire. Let me read to you an excerpt from The Rise of Christianity, beginning on page 86 of the Harper One edition of 1997. Stark writes, Pagan and Christian writers are unanimous. Not only that Christian scripture stressed love and charity as the central duties of faith, but that these were sustained in everyday behavior. I suggest reading the following passage from Matthew twenty-five, thirty-five to 40, as if for the very first time, in order to gain insight into the power of this new morality, when it was new, not centuries later, in more cynical and worldly times. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Truly, I say to you, As you did it to one of the least of these my people, you did it to me. When the New Testament was new, these were the norms of Christian communities. Tertullian claimed, it is our care of the helpless, our practice of loving kindness that brands us in the eyes of many of our opponents. Only look, they say, look how they love one another. Pagan and Christian writers both were unanimous in recognizing that love and charity were sustained in the everyday behavior of those ancient Christians, even in the very worst of times. That's striking. Now, of course, that all long predated the sort of medical care and knowledge to which we have become so accustomed. But let's not take that for granted either. Instead, acknowledging with real gratitude all those who right now are hard at work in our hospitals. Nurses and physicians, aides and cleaners, food service workers, paramedics, spiritual care providers, security people, and volunteers. And then having acknowledged the work and commitment of those folks, let's ask ourselves what we might do that could be our own everyday expression of that love and charity of which Rodney Stark makes note. We make sure that people who are isolated, whether due to a formal quarantine, a precautionary isolation due to suspected exposure or a self-imposed isolation due to a compromised immune system or general infirmity, how do we make sure that such people are cared for emotionally, spiritually, even practically? Well, a part of the answer comes through our modern technology, in which making a phone call or sending an email or text message makes it quite simple to stay in touch without any risk of disease transmission. And how about making sure that the person you're calling not only has a bit of daily contact, but also has what they need in the fridge? How about offering to deliver a home-cooked meal to someone who's having trouble making their own dinners? How about pushing beyond our own fears and anxieties, to be steadily aware of those whose fears run even deeper? And how about consistently, faithfully praying one for another? Two Sundays ago, as the season of Lent was just beginning, COVID-19 seemed far away from us here in North America. Our community sang a song in our liturgy called There's a Time. It was written and recorded over a decade ago now by Jenny Moore, who was at the time one of our music leaders. As we sang it, I thought to myself, this is the song for this Lent, and as it turns out, it may well be more that than I'd ever begun to imagine. Inspired by her reading of the Beatitudes from Matthew 5, the song speaks to the sometimes odd, upside-down ways in which we might find ourselves numbered among the blessed, even in the darkest of days. I'd like to close this podcast by letting you listen to Jenny's song as an act of truthful and resilient hope. You've been listening to For a Time Like This, podcast series produced by St. Benedict's Table for the wider church. We are tracking this developing issue and will update you in the coming days. For now, please consult the show notes for links to other resources and information. I'm Jamie Howison. Thanks for listening. With
1: nothing left to give, we can receive. There's a time for an empty soul thought of peace on earth and goodwill to all, with a thought of peace on earth and goodwill to all, there's a chance to lay down a a time for the body to ache There's a time empty soul Do you have time for an empty soul Is there a chance to lay down my guard Is there a chance to lay down our guard This is a chance to lay